Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Football Happy Hour podcast. I am your host, Ricky Valero. On today's episode, we are going to continue on with our rankings um, in the world of Dynasty. Matthew Fox is going to be covering the tight end position. I'm going to be covering the top 10 tight ends in football. Um, we'll finish it off with a little bit of movie talk, and then we'll carry on. Um, we know tight ends are not the most popular position in the world of fantasy football, but tight ends are people too. Um, that being said, I am joined by my partner here, Mr. Matthew Fox. How are you, bud? Doing pretty good. You know, it's been interesting to see them getting a jump start on uh, free agency. We already had our first two kind of quarterback dominoes fall. Um, it's been exciting. Yeah, uh, one of them, not surprising. The other one, not. I mean, I don't know if either one of them really surprising. I think Derek Carr went to the team that, A, was going to give him the money that he was looking for, and B, the comfort of – I also think that the Derek Carr going to the Saints is definitely interesting considering that they have potential question marks at the running back position um, with – you know, the uncertainty of what's going on with Alvin Kamara. Um, that could come to a head. Um, they are certainly cash-strapped and um, don't have a lot of weapons and don't have a lot of um, ammunition to kind of back that up. So what are your uh, what are your what is your fantasy football opinion on Car to the Saints? You know, it's it's probably good for Chris Olave. Um there were definitely some concerns there. I think the big, the big things with the Saints. First, I'm curious how that's going to work for them financially because they've seemed to be in cap uh, issue for quite some time. And adding a 150 million dollar contract that pays out 70 million in the first couple of years um, doesn't seem like that's the best way to solve it. Uh, they're supposedly reworking Michael Thomas' deal so he'll stay. Hopefully, he can actually be on the field. I liked what they found with Juwan Johnson. I don't know if Adam Troutman's ever going to be a thing. I guess we will find out. The biggest question for them, though, is Alvin Kamara, whose status is very much still up in the air. And at last that I saw a report, it seemed like they were talking about his case being adjudicated in July. Um, And if that ends up being a suspension coming down, that could really impact the first part of the season. That being said, Currently, the other starting quarterbacks in the NFC South are Kyle Trask in Tampa Bay, Desmond Ritter for the Falcons, and I guess Matt Corral for the um, Panthers, which means that Derek Carr is the best quarterback in that division. That division is wide open with Brady retiring. You expect Tampa Bay to make a move. I expect Carolina is going to make a move, maybe try to trade up and go the rookie route, but Derek Carr coming in gives them a chance to win. They weren't that far off of making the playoffs last year. 
Um, if they keep Taysom Hill, he's kind of like Weapon X that they can use as a running back and receiver um, to mix in as well. That gives them a little bit of a boost. But they still have work to be done. It's a, I think it's a good signing for them. He's he's a quarterback too for me. Yeah, I think the other fascinating thing is what they do in the draft. Maybe they draft another weapon. Maybe they draft another running back. You know what I mean? The market for free agent running backs is not bad. It's not the greatest thing ever, but there is guys that are serviceable that can that can uh, carry that workload in case of the suspension with Kamara. Um, so that's yeah, and do you go for like a Mostert or you know a Devin Singletary or somebody who? Um, you know, maybe you don't think they're they're going to be able to carry the load all season long, but if you need them for a six to eight week bridge, or we've talked about it before, like Leonard Fournette got cut free. There's a ton of young rookie talent, and there is a ton of top end talent in the free agent pool. I don't know that he's going to find a huge lucrative deal out there. Do you sign him? Do you sign somebody else? Does you know, like a Latavius Murray end up back there for a short run, or can they do kind of a contract with somebody like a David Montgomery? and maybe look to have a more of a platoon. It'll be interesting to see what they can do. Yeah, I agree with you. And and like you said, I mean, that division's on the cuffs. You know what I mean? We're on the cusp of – they were on the cusp of winning it last year, even though the division's as weak as it is, but it's ripe for the picking. And there's there's plenty of opportunity within that division. Um, Geno Smith doesn't really surprise me. I'm happy for the guy. The guy's getting paid. Um, I think Seattle structured it pretty well to give a lot of that money up front. I think it's more of like a two-year pack with a three-year possibility. Um, it opens the, opens the door a lot of it. Um, they, I don't feel like they overpaid too much. Um, I'm glad they only did a three-year deal because of Geno Smith's age. Um, but at the same time, they did the right thing, which not a lot of NFL teams do sometimes, but they did the right thing and paid Geno for the incredible year that he did have. It's crazy to think that, I saw a thing online he's about to make this year more this year at quarterback than he did like in his entire you know career combined. Um, so good for him. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that you know unplays this offseason with that team and stuff like that. Uh, you know they still have a long way to go. You know to be to, to to be contenders in that division, but at the same time, the division is kind of you know there's some question marks in some of those other teams. I I don't know how I feel about the Rams. The Rams seem to be a team that um, need to release probably half their roster to even get, you know, they sold their soul for the Super Bowl. They did. We all know they did. They won the Super Bowl, and now they're they're dealing with the aftermath of that. And I think that Tampa Bay is going to run into that now um, with their division and stuff like that. But uh, that being said, any other big news this week? That was, that was really relatively it, I think, right? Yeah, that was pretty much it. And I, I'm the Obviously same with the you. The chitter-chatter with Rodgers and the Jets is is lingering right now. It's going to be interesting to see what goes on there. Well, after the Jets missed out on Carr, I could see them trying hard. I, that could end up leaving Oakland, which now – or the Las Vegas, which now committed a huge chunk of change to franchise tagging Josh Jacobs with skill position players and no quarterback. What's interesting, I did see a thing online. Like the fifth-year option for Jacobs was eight million. The franchise tag is only ten million. So the difference in money is not that big. Surprised that he got tagged. Maybe I thought he would. I thought for sure it'd happen. And you know, Tony Pollard's the other one that got the tag as well. Um, it's interesting. I, I, it'd be interesting to see how it plays out. What, what are your thoughts on Pollard? I was kind of surprised, but you know, I'm not surprised at the same time. No, I think they needed to keep Tony Pollard. I think the real question is what ends up happening with um, 
Ezekiel Elliott, I think it probably pretty much means Dalton Schultz is gone um, in free agency. So we'll see where where he lands. And they still have a question to figure out, I think, a wide receiver too. But Tony Pollard, they needed to keep him. Yeah, I agree 100%. Uh, Pollard's the type of guy that that uh, carried that back uh, back backfield uh, down the stretch last year. And they're a team that needs to keep all they, they're a team that needs to keep their weapons and add weapons. You know what I mean? I saw a thing online where um, that they want, they're looking to make a big splash and they considered uh, taking on that Hopkins contract, which would be pretty big for Dak. I think I think it would be a big move. I don't know how they fit into that cap wise, but uh, you know, I know people think that the salary cap is a myth, but uh, let's ask the Rams right now, how they're feeling about that salary cap right now. Don't get me wrong. They know how to finagle it. But the aftermath of whenever that finagling happens is really strong. So that being said, as promised, we're going to jump right into the tight end position. Fox, give me your dynasty tight end 10 through 6. Yep, and this is a weird position, i got to be honest. Um, not in love with, with the list, and I basically think – from about tight end eight to just about tight end 20. Um, You could convince me of swapping them around. It's just going to be about opportunity and situation. Uh, Number 10 right now, I'm going with Mike Gusecki, and I know people are probably wondering what is up with that because he did not have a great 2022, but he's not going to get the tag again. I think he's going to move on from Miami. I still like the basic talent. There is a reason that Miami franchise tagged him last year. He didn't end up fitting into the scheme that they ended up running, but I think he has a chance to latch on somewhere and be a good producer. Same with my tight end at nine, which is Dalton Schultz. Schultz didn't have a bad season last year, didn't reach the heights that he had the year before, but I don't think he's back in Dallas. And I think those two guys are weapons that are going to go somewhere. And if you're looking at the free agent landscape, free agent wide receivers not a lot of great options and with Evan Ingram now tagged to go back to the Jags Schultz and Gasecki to me are probably the two premier pass catchers that are free agents and I think they're going to end up somewhere Uh, number eight for me is Dallas Goddard still a solid weapon fits in real well in that Philly offense he's definitely the third wheel um, behind Devonta Smith and AJ Brown uh, but he's been a solid contributor number seven for me is Greg Dulcich Um, We've seen what Sean Payton has done with good pass-catching tight ends before. Dulcich was a guy that managed to hold up and retain some good, solid value despite a middling Broncos offense last year. There's a lot of rumors swirling that they may move a Cortland Sutton and or a Jerry Judy um, and do something different at wide receiver. I like Dulcich. I like the potential there for the future. Number six for me is Kyle Pitts. You may think he's too low. He had incredible talent and promise when he was coming out. We have not seen it. And more importantly, I have questions still about his team and his offense. We don't know his quarterback's going to be. I mean, it could be Desmond Ritter. could be somebody else. We have questions about the scheme and what they're trying to accomplish. He has Drake London there that they're trying to get involved. They just have not been a robust passing offense. And then Pitts has been really hit or miss in that offense, struggle with injury. I still like the talent. I just don't know if it's ever going to pan out to be a good situation there in Atlanta. Yeah, head coaching there is bonehead. You know what I mean? Like, it's just they don't use him properly. Number 10, I've got – 
I've got number 10. I've got Evan Ingram. I, again, this is for, you know, my rankings are just pure purpose of, of that. I am, I like the talent. I've always liked the talent and it's finally kind of broke onto the scene. And I feel like he was more of a biased pick here. Number 10, just because I love seeing him break out and finally do what I thought he was capable of doing. Number nine, I've got Patty French rise, Patty Fairmuth. Um, another guy that I, I like the talent, you know, it's hard to me. Okay. So I'll be honest with you guys. My top eight tight ends, I felt really confident in, right? I felt really, really confident in the talent there and what the capability of there. nine and 10 struggled mightily. I wasn't sure who to put there. So I put some guys down that I felt like I could throw against the wall and be really good. Number eight for me is Kyle Pitts. Um, like you said, uh, the talent is there and the potential is there. Will it ever come through? And, and I don't know if that's ever going to come to fruition with Desmond Ritter at quarterback either. You know what I mean? Number seven, Dalton Schultz. Um, please sign with the Chargers. But Dalton Schultz um, is a guy that I like quite a bit. Um, for the same reasons you said, there's a lot of reasons to like him, but he really hasn't grasped onto that tight end one, solidify himself as that top dog quite yet. I don't know if he's had that opportunity health-wise either. Um, so that hasn't really helped his case at all. TJ Hawkinson coming in at number six, a guy that I like to move a lot. It's going to be interesting to see what this Vikings offense does in 2023 because it could be Thielenless. That's the case. Maybe Hawkinson steps up a little bit more Thielenless. That was a that was a mouthful right there. Um, but uh, it's definitely interesting. Hawkinson has incredible talent, incredible upside, and I could see him having a big year this year. Five through one. All right. Well, uh, you have a couple of guys uh, a little bit lower than I do. Uh, number five for me is Pat Fryermuth. Um, he has been the most solid tight end out of that draft class. Maybe he doesn't have the max ceiling that Kyle Pitts does, but he has been incredible there in Pittsburgh. Um, I think he's, you know, you can make an argument he's their number two target. They look for him in the red zone. He's maintained good volume. I think he's growing in that offense with Najee Harris and Kenny Pickett and George Pickens and Deontay Johnson. I like uh, his potential and his floor. Number four for me is CJ Hawkinson. I liked him when he was in Detroit, but we kind of saw a hit or miss. He's been rock solid since he went to Minnesota. I think he is their number two option in the passing game. Um, you know, behind Justin Jefferson. I like the fit there. I like the potential and what they're doing. Number three for me, George Kittle. Can he stay healthy? That's always been a question. They also have a quarterback question now, which is what keeps me from moving him higher because talent-wise, you know, he he has the talent. He could be tight end one, but you have two questions, two big questions now, health and the quarterback situation. And depending on the quarterback situation, how do they sustain the volume with Christian McCaffrey, a pass catcher, Debo Samuel, a good receiver, and Brandon Ayuk, a good receiver? They have an embarrassment of riches, but you can't count Kittle out. He is just so explosive at that position. Number two for me. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Mark Andrews. I think he's still going to be a rock-solid part of Baltimore's passing game. 
Will we get to see a full season of Rashad Bateman? I don't know. Will they find a receiver? I don't know. Do you trust them to actually draft a receiver that's good? I don't. I, I'm going to be straight up. I don't really. And we don't know what their quarterback situation is, but Mark Andrews, he did it with Tyler Huntley. He's done it with Lamar Jackson. He's rock solid. But number one, Travis Kelsey, he's wide receiver one for the Chiefs. I don't think that's going to change. If you're looking at a two- to three-year window in Dynasty, I still feel confident in him in a two- to three-year window, especially as they're going to be looking like they're going to be rotating in some younger wide receivers. I don't think they go back to the Juju well. I don't think they bring Hardman back. They'll have MVS. I think you'll see maybe a bigger role for Sky Moore. Maybe they draft somebody else. They have Kadarius Tony for the seven quarters of season that he's on the field. So but it's Travis Kelsey there. Travis Kelsey, number, man, I was, I'm floored by that pick. That's a hell of a pick. Uh, for me, number five, I got Dallas Goddard, Darren Waller, four, George Kittle, three, Mark Andrews, two, Travis Kelsey, one, myself. Mark Andrews, I love. Like, Mark Andrews would be, like, the tight end one, like, any other time in the world. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's just that Travis Kelsey exists in this world. Um, Kelsey's just is that guy. It's incredible. Kelsey's going to go down as one of the best, if not, if not the uh, best tight end to ever play the game. Possibly. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm always going to be a Gronk guy, so that's not biased at all. But uh, tight end position is definitely very top heavy. You would agree with that, Fox? It's very top yeah. heavy. That, but top heavy, but but health pending. With yeah. Some top well. Heavy. And- Darren Waller was probably the hardest one for me to rank. I have him outside my top 12 because of age. We've seen some signs of wear and tear. And I don't trust this situation. Yeah, it's definitely one of those things. I, yeah, I don't either because we don't know who's going to play quarter. Like if, if you told me. Well, and Adams, with Adams, and they, if they're going back to being a power running team, which is seemingly what they did with Josh Jacobs. You know, Waller had some flashes. He's still got potential, but he's in a range for me. You know, it's the kind of the way I feel. I like Evan Ingram too, but he's in that range. Knox, um, Waller for me, just outside there because they have some boom potential, but I have some questions about their role in the offense too. You know, the big unknown for Jacksonville is Calvin Ridley coming back. I think he was an incredibly talented player. If we see shades of that plus a good complimentary piece in Christian Kirk and Zay Jones, does that reduce what's available for Ingram? I like the fit and I don't think it's a, I think it's a great football move. But from fantasy and I also don't know how long of a window I'm giving these guys. And Dawson Knox last year was his year to to step up. And it didn't happen for him or Gabe Davis. And I think Buffalo is seriously looking at what else they can get to fill. You know, I also have fringe top 10 guys and younger players, Cole, Cole Komet and Kate Otten, both of whom have flashed, and I like the youth and the potential. But their situation is an unknown. You know, I would have liked to see better production from Komet given the dearth of weapons in Chicago, and we just haven't quite gotten it. And Kate Otten, a lot of questions about Tampa Bay. Yeah, there's a lot of guys. There's a lot of, like you said, a potential there at the tight end position across the board. I mean, the guy that you, Greg Dolchich, guy I really, really like. Um, you know, I think that he's going to get some high volume usage. He's a guy that I can see f- permitting himself as a top 10 tight end. 
not in fantasy. Obviously, fight fantasy, it looks like it might be a slam dunk with the question marks surrounding. He's at least a you know a tight end one starting wise. You know what I mean? From uh, you know entering the gate there, but you know there's like you said, there's so many guys across the NFL that you like and. But at the same time, like a, a Najoku, he's a guy that's a question mark. Gaseki, I mean, I heard him talk. Gaseki, I would love to see him go to a team where he can actually produce to his potential. You know what I mean? The guy's got talent. You know what I mean? I'd love. He's another guy. If if the Chargers don't get Dalton Schultz, I want him to go out there to to the Chargers. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm just signing everybody to the Chargers. If you guys have not noticed at home yet, but uh, but um, I'm hoping Herbie. You know, or Gerald Everett. What did he do to you? He didn't do nothing. I mean, I liked you. I'm a big Gerald Everett guy. I was a Gerald Everett guy going into the season. I just think that the potential of Schultz or Gusecki there sounds enticing. Real quick, what are your thoughts on the potential of the Derrick Henry being traded? What do you think of that? I mean, I don't understand what Tennessee is doing in general. Um, it makes sense when you have that much invested in a running back of a certain age that you would try to get back what you can for him. But to me, that would be is, does that mean Tennessee's then throwing in the towel in which right. case I don't understand. They kind of doubled down on Brian Tannehill being their quarterback. He's not your rebuild quarterback. Doesn't seem like they believe in Malik Willis. What is their offense? They released Robert Woods. We haven't seen any evidence that Traylon Burks can be the guy yet. I like Chig uh, Quanquo, but he's a kind of a complimentary piece. The Titans offense is continuing to regress. And then it kind of makes, you know, does that, what happens with Rabel? You know, because does he want to be part of a rebuild? I doubt it. Uh, so Tennessee, a lot, of, lot to go on this offseason. I don't know how much you could get back for Henry in trade. I don't think you could get back what he would mean to your actual football team. Yeah, that's the thing. I think that what he could produce for a team could be high volume, but what do you give up for that with that contract? I don't see, yeah. you know, maybe a third – round pick you know what i mean maybe a bottom bottom second round pick for a contending team but at the end of the day i'm not sure that's really worth the time of the day to spend um but at the like you said if, if the titans are doing that that means you're throwing the talent that means you're in full rebuild that means you need to you need to get rid of Tannehill. you need to get rid of henry and every other ancillary piece that you have that that you have a value and you need to start that full blown rebuild right now you know what i mean that's what you're going to do otherwise you need to be trying to build for one more last hurrah around Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill, and Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill because that's all they really have right now. <laughs> and I mean Traylon Burks if he stays healthy and stuff like that. But uh, but yeah, I enjoyed that. We'll we'll make sure next week we'll probably spin out some fun stuff for you guys. Maybe we'll uh, I don't know what it'll I don't know what we'll have in store for you guys next week. We have plenty of time between now and then to figure that out but uh for those of you that stick around for the movie corner um thank you welcome um it is a huge week a huge week of movies whether you like agree or disagree it doesn't matter just saying huge week um we have we have for this for those of you that are watching the last of us we have the last of us season finale this week we have 
Um, for those of you enjoying Wolfpack, you have the Wolfpack, you know, episode before the season finale, which nobody's enjoying. Um, you have Ching Can Dunk, which Matthew Fox enjoyed dropping on Disney Plus. You have um, 65 hitting theaters, which I don't can't believe that's a real movie. You have School Spirits kicking off. And then, of course, you have Scream 6, which I saw and loved quite a bit. I was trying to figure out when is this releasing. Can I say that? Yes, I can say that. I think it's uh, weird that Chang can dunk. Uh, or, uh, sorry, that 65 got pulled up. Because originally it was supposed to be March 17th. And with a little fanfare, it's pulled up a week. Yeah, I, I, don't, I think it's going to bomb either way. They're not then, doing any critic screenings here, so... And then you have the Oscars this weekend. So it is a interesting week full of things. Next week we dive into the old Mr. Lasso. Um, he's coming back. And then two weeks from then, Succession's coming. So it's, it's really a lot going on in the month of March. And then, of course, next week you have Shazam. And then you have, um, I forget what else comes out, but yes. Shaz well, it was supposed to be Shazam in 65, but it's uh, no, Shazam. No, oh. next week's Shazam, Fury of the yeah. Gods, and Boston Strangler drops on Hulu. John Wick is March 24th. Fourth, yeah, yeah, there it is. I, for, I always mix match which one is coming and out. And then Dungeons and Dragons, March 31st, along with Tetris on Apple TV+. Plus. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to Dungeons and Dragons. I'm going to say, I can't wait to see Dungeons and Dragons because I don't know nothing about Dungeons and Dragons. I can't wait to watch the the, the, the movie. I think but, you gotta um, watch it and figure out if you're a dungeon or a dragon. I mean, I, is that what is that what the the game? Is? I have no idea. Oh. <laughs> um, also, just any 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 thoughts on the uh, Oscars, Mr. Fox? Uh, I'm glad they're finally here. I'm ready for this award cycle to be over. It feels like they're so late. I've seen a lot of people talking about they need to move back to the end of February. I think that's true. Um, it's also weird, too. There's a couple of these movies that, like the House of Made of Splinters documentary. I mean, you and I couldn't get more award season screeners, and the fact that that's like never been made available yet is fascinating. It's uh... a choice. A choice. I am. I'm ready for them to be over. I'm tired of talking about this award season. It's exhausting. I. Uh, I'm ready for them to be over. I'm already like. That's the thing. Like people don't understand. Like when people talk Oscars or people are members of voting bodies, like us who watch movies 12 months out of the year, and don't just watch when it comes time. The thing that with that is that means January 1st is a new season for us. You know what I mean? Like Sundance Film Festival was a strong representation of some of the movies that I love this past year in 2022. You know what I mean? So a lot of those movies were on my map prior to the Oscars. So it's it's going to be interesting um, to see and watch unfold. I don't I mean, it's on Sunday other than Austin Butler winning Best Actor. So It's been pretty much a calendar year now since everything everywhere all at once debuted because it debuted in like the middle of march in south by southwest which is yep. where we're at right now um that's i i think that's what's going to win best picture oh, i mean it's yeah i mean that's probably gonna win i think the most awards so 
Yeah, I think four. Oh, and that's good. I, I thought. I think it's going to be more than four. All right, best editing, probably screenplay. I'm not sure if it wins editing. Supporting actor. So you're probably in the same boat as me. I think it's going to win either screenplay or director, but not both. Oh, it's winning director a thousand percent. Well, and that's why screenplay, I think, is going to go somewhere else. It's just the I mean, is, It's either going to be Banshees or Everything Everywhere Once for screenplay, which is Well, that's why I think they're going to split it. I do too, but I don't know, man. I'm I'm like all bored on probably everything everywhere once just winning everything. Like I don't know why. I just don't actually I just really just tired and don't care. I really hope Kate Planchett wins. Not mad if Michelle Yao wins. Um actually at the end of the day, I don't really care about any of them. I just hope Austin Butler wins. So I'm just gonna be happy Monday when we know who when I'm this is probably the the most burned out of talking about it that I've been. Yeah, I mean, we've been talking about it for trying to get enthusiasm for it. Was I can't get enthused about it. Um, that being said, we will be Which back. Which makes it sound there's some incredible films. I thought it was a great year for movies. I like a lot of these nominees. I think it's just what you said. We just we've spent so much time with them. Yeah, it's really exhausting. I'm tired of talking about them. I'm tired of hearing about certain movies i'm i really hate twitter for making me hate top gun maverick um i love that movie so much but like i love top gun maverick i do like people don't understand like i love championing that movie but now i just wanted to walk away with zero oscars just because jeffrey on twitter will stop watching the oscars if that happens so um that being said make sure to follow nighthawk Matt Felix on Twitter, Nighthawk7734. My fo- my, follow myself, at Ricky Blair underscore. We'll be back next week talking about something in the world of fantasy football slash dynasty football slash real football slash probably free agency. Free agency starts soon. I'm starts excited. Monday. I'm excited to uh, – yeah, we'll be recapping the first week of uh, free agency next week on the show. See, look at that. That's why Matthew Fox is the brains of this operation. I just show up and look pretty. So we'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs> Fuck Jeffrey. <laughs> when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.